Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. It is Thursday the 23rd, and we're back with the Bible Reading Plan podcast. I'm Brendan, and I'm sitting here with Travis via Zoom. Thanks, Travis, for joining. And today we're going to be reading Luke 24, 13 through 35, which is one of my favorite passages in all of Scripture. Let's, uh, and maybe I'll have a chance to share why, but let's, uh, I'll, I'll read it out loud, and then I'd love to hear your thoughts about it, Travis. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all the things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women from our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself and all the scriptures. As they came near to the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. What do you think, Travis? Yeah, I, I like the story a lot. There's, there's a lot that happens. Um, there's kind of, I guess, kind of three things that um, I was just, again, re-listening to it as you're reading it. Um, thank you for that. I enjoy how um, Jesus is just the, he's always the perfect rabbi where he's just, 
he never gives the answer right away. It's always, it's always a question. It's always drawing out like, you know, well, tell me about it. You know, mm-hmm. he, he knew very well what, what happened and, you know, but um, just allowing um, people to use their own words to describe what's going on. Um, so that was one thing I just a curious part in me just always finds this passage amazing that Jesus is just like teleporting from place to place, you know, like, Mm. (laughs) I I mean, Uh they've seen a lot of crazy things up to this point, but it's just like, I don't know that they've seen people disappear, like uh, it says vanished from their sight. And um, yeah, that's, that's just Mm -hmm. something that's beyond um, human comprehension, I think Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. at this point. And then the one that's uh, for me is kind of an overarching um, one of the reasons that I've liked this passage is um, I found that as I've talked to other believers, um, especially, you know, believers that are on fire, it's an interesting uh, phenomenon, but it's as, as believers converse and as you converse about things of the heart, um, how you can, your heart can literally burn within you. It's, it's, um, you're, you're on fire for love for that, that brother or sister in Christ, but you're also just, um, really excited of, of the things of Jesus. And it's, um, I've experienced that a a lot of different times and it's just, you'll have a meeting with somebody, maybe somebody you don't even know that well, and you start talking about things of the heart and very quickly you can get engrossed in the conversation. And it's not like a, you know, you know, telling stories of, of what, um, you know, what you did that day. It's, it's telling stories about, about Jesus and how he's impacted your life. And um, there's a, there's definitely a spirit conversation going on and it's something that's um you you don't you almost can't explain it but it's a it's definitely Mm -hmm. a a spirit conversation something that is um again it's a heavenly conversation i think we're talking with um we're talking with our heavenly voice with other people and that's a um it's a, it's an expression and also an experience that uh, I think is when I look at this, I go, that is, that is a real thing. And it's a real, um, it, it's an evidence of, of the spirit moving, uh, amongst us and can be even an indicator of, you know, testing whether somebody is, you know, are, are they, are they following Jesus? Are they, are they there as you, as you have those heart conversations? Yes. The, the presence of Jesus is discerned when their hearts start burning. Yeah. And just to pull some of the other images from this week, um, you've got the Psalm, Psalm 116, which talks about, you know, like being the snares of death. Mm -hmm. And you've got um, Acts 2, which talks about, you know, being cut to the heart. And Mm -hmm. it's another image of heart language where they, they're talking with someone on the road. They don't even know. And as they're talking, their hearts start burning and they're like, something is going on. What is it? Yeah. What is it? And the response is to say to Jesus, even though they think he's a stranger, they say, stay with us. You know, that's, yep. stay with it. That's their call to action is, yeah. is please stay with us. Um, which is the same thing that the, um, 
the Samaritan village says to Jesus when they hear that he's, um, he's kind of saved the Samaritan woman at the well. Remember, they, they say, stay with us, remain with us. And he stays with them for two days. And a bunch yeah. of people come to follow Jesus there, experience salvation. Um, I think it's the same thing that happens right before Jesus heals Lazarus when he's staying in that town and not coming to visit, um, not coming to heal Lazarus, but staying in that town for two days. I think he's doing ministry and bringing people to salvation. And that's what the disciples urge Jesus to do, even though they don't know it's him. So for them in that moment, Jesus is a stranger. And all they know is their hearts are burning within them. There's something wrong or something in them. Maybe not wrong, maybe it's right, but whatever. They're feeling troubled. Their hearts are feeling troubled as they're talking to him. And the response is, okay, I'm becoming aware of something. I don't know what it is, but I want this person to stay with us. You know, and um, when he stays with them, he reveals more of who he is. He, he reveals himself as the Messiah as he's staying with them over the broken bread, which is like if you go to, you know, every any Protestant church um, is going to say our two sacraments are baptism and the Lord's Supper. You know, those mm-hmm. are the ways that we we can kind of bank on you know, visual representations of how we experience covenant grace and how how we, you know, symbolize and represent the the salvation god has given to us and the one we talked about on on monday was baptism you know our response is like we experience the promises of god in baptism and here they experience the promise of god in the lord's supper when they're breaking the bread yeah that's when they recognize them yeah that's when they recognize them so is it okay for people who don't fully know jesus to just know enough that that communion breaking bread is is how we respond to Jesus and that Jesus shows up for them and makes himself known to them as they respond, you know? Yeah. So I think that's kind of a cool thing. Um, but I love that um, it feels like what Jesus is doing is conditioning. You know, like if you, if you ring a bell while you're feeding a dog food, right? That's the whole Pavlovian response. Yeah. Yep. You know? and, then, and then you ring a bell when there's no food, they start to drool. Right. Yeah. I feel like that same thing is kind of conditioning is happening with the disciples where he shows up as a stranger. Uh, that's the bell ringing. And then he, he gives them a meal and shows himself. That's the, that's the food, you know, he's, yeah. and he's trying to teach them to respond to their burning hearts by, by practicing hospitality. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. for all they know. So when they're on their way back to Jerusalem, what if they were, what if they're walking along? I, this is how I would be walking back to Jerusalem. I see another stranger on the road and it seems like a stranger. I'm like, last time I thought there was just a stranger next to me. It was Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I'm going to go up and talk to this person about Jesus and tell yeah. them all about the crucifixion and Jesus being raised from the dead because who knows? It could be Jesus again. Yeah. You know? Like he could show up again. I want to be with Jesus. So I will practice hospitality with the next stranger that comes along. So I feel like Jesus is conditioning his disciples here to, to come up alongside other strangers on the road and to start talking about Jesus with them and to start paying attention to their burning hearts as a sign of Jesus' presence, even if he doesn't end up appearing, just like a dog doesn't necessarily have to have food in front of them to start drooling. You know? like, yeah. So I feel like he's teaching his disciples to pay attention to his presence by listening to their burning hearts. Even that sign of communion like, cause, cause Jesus did that with his disciples, you know, 
I, I take it quite often. So it was, yeah. it was the, it was the tell. It was like, you know, Jesus couldn't hide it anymore. It was, yeah. um, it's like the flashback they, to the feeding the 5,000 flashback yeah, to all the oh, Passovers yeah. they ate together. Breaking it, breaking the bread and then blessing it. And it's, um, yeah, it, it, it also kind of makes me think of the, the weight and gravity of just how, um, it, it's a simple expression, but also just, um, something that is a very important thing for a Christ follower of that, of that simple, it's both hospitality, but it's also, um, that recognition and that, uh, it's that remembrance of, of doing that in, in Christ's name and remembrance of the sacrifice mm-hmm. at the gathering. So. Yeah. Yeah. And right now we don't have gatherings. Yeah. It's really sad. I would just bring that up one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for so, reminding me. I had five yeah. minutes where I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. Right. Well, for now, I mean, so some people think, so there's two disciples walking along, right? They only name one of them. Yeah. Cleopas. We don't ever hear what the next disciple is. And there's several theories of why we don't hear the other person's name. Some is think, some think that you're supposed to insert yourself as the other disciple, which I think is kind of cool. You know, like that could have been me. You know, what if I'm the other disciple besides Cleopas? Um, yeah. Other people think it was a husband and wife. That, that's maybe why oh. you, you only mentioned the male's name in that culture. Maybe it's like Cleopas and his wife. It was assumed, maybe. Um, so one cool way to look at this is as we're, um, you know, as we're practicing, uh, you know, quarantine, you know, self-isolation, some of us are living with a spouse. Some of us aren't, but those of us who are living is with a spouse, um, we can go, Oh, how does my marriage provide hospitality for Jesus right now? You know, like where are we, where are our hearts burning and where do we experience the presence of Jesus in our marriage? in our family during this time um, as we travel through this experience together. So I think that's an interesting question too. Um, But I think the question for me today is just um, where do I sense my heart burning? Like where do, where do I experience a burning heart and um, Mm -hmm. um, what would it look like for me to have hospitality for Jesus in that moment? To go, um, all right, whether it's, you know, I don't think right now we're going to be having people over to our houses, but how do I have hospitality for Jesus when I, when my heart starts to burn? Uh, how do I respond to Jesus and welcome him to stay with me and reveal himself to me in the midst of those times? And even preparation too, that there's a, as part of the reflection, like there, there will be a day where we can re-engage, you know, how are we going to, how are we going to operate differently? Like, like you mentioned, the next time they're walking down the road, they're going, yeah, I'm going to go talk to that stranger because, you know, it might be Jesus this time, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, looking at it and saying, what do we do now? But what do we, how do we, how do we act differently in the future? Um, I think there's, you know, people have a deeper appreciation for that time to be together. And um, how do we, how do we utilize that to have deeper conversations? How do we use that to, Um, to love more deeply, deeply, um, yeah. to it's love like others Peter, more deeply. Peter said yesterday, first Peter, it was like to love, to love more deeply going out of yeah. this. Yep. Cool. Thanks, so, Travis. Let's you didn't in. mention um, yeah. how you, what, what was your reasoning for, for the, this being one of your favorite verses in the, in the Bible? Um, this conversation right now is evidence of why this is my favorite 
verse in the Bible. It just always promotes um, some just the kinds of conversations that I want to have about Jesus. You know, how is Jesus showing up? What are my heart? What is my heart burning about? Um, I also love. <laughs> so I feel like Jesus is kind of like um, Obi Wan Kenobi or something here. You know, like when Obi Wan Kenobi starts talking to Luke <laughs> and Luke doesn't know what's going on. Like, um, you know, like when he says, what things, you know, I imagine in Obi-Wan Kenobi's voice, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Jesus asks him, what things? <laughs> oh, you foolish people. How slow of heart you are. <laughs> That's my Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> impression. <laughs> but it's so uh, Jedi-like to be like, I'm not going to tell you the answer. That's exactly um, right. But it draws like, out a deeper conversation, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I love that about Jesus that he, it's like he's, he's, toying with them in such a gentle way a little bit you know like like almost playing like a, a trick on them but in a friendly way i don't know like i can't wait to break this on them that i'm really me you know um so i don't know i love jesus character he he seems to be and that seems to be his approach like when he comes to visit the disciples it's always bearing good news it's with a light heart he there's no guilt or shaming going on no. like you guys abandoned me. Where were you? Um, uh, you got to pay me back for all the, you know, it's like, he's just showing up and being so like when he cooks breakfast for the disciples on the beach, it's like, yeah. man, he, he has his resurrected body. Okay. Like this is what I love about this passage. He has yeah. his resurrected body. He can literally do anything. He's like Thanos. Like he can do anything in the whole universe right now. Yeah. He could be on the farthest gather galaxy. He'd be creating new galaxies if we want to do. He could be, like he could bring be bringing down like judgment wrath upon all the evil rulers in the world or whatever whatever he wants to do but what he chooses to do is cook breakfast for the disciples yeah that's where he wants to be what what he chooses to do is show up and and have have bread he just wants to have lunch with his friends like and he doesn't even want credit for it. he just wants to be with them that's that you know? genuine deep deep love i mean he's He's exhibiting, you know, exhibit one. It's, you know, Jesus like, I want to be with, I want to be with my disciples. Yeah. He could be um, in heaven in the, in the greatest musical worship in the entire universe. He could be there yeah. receiving the worship and praise of, of scores of angels. Yeah. And here he is unrecognizable, yep. unknown, being willing to be a stranger again, just to be with his disciples and have a meal with them. Yeah. Like, man, I love Jesus so much because of that. <laughs> you know? The patience of of constantly laying out that example. Yeah. Of, you know, yeah. Just and just love. Just love for his disciples, his friends. He just wants to be with them. And the mystery too is I I just like that. I like that no one can pin Jesus down. So it's, you know, it's yeah. Yeah with this story too, where it's just, you think that Christ will operate in a certain way and you're, you're not, you're never going to plan or put God in a box and say, this is, this is how you're going to act or interact with the world. So. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, you can't pin him down. And there's something so mysterious about Jesus in the midst yep. of all this. Um, but in a really good way. Yep. Invites my curiosity. So. Yes. Cool. Thanks, Travis. Love this conversation. We will pick up our podcast tomorrow morning and we will be reading the last scripture passage of the week. So look forward to that. See you then. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.